Good evening, my brother. Can you hear me? Hey, hey. I can. How you doing? Doing great, my man. Doing great. <laughs> Finally got a chance to make this happen, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's been a pretty uh pretty busy week for me. Yeah, I'm glad, glad we glad we had it. Yeah, man, like I said, I'm glad to have you. All right, guys. Uh welcome to episode number fourteen. And all the way from Maryland, I have my boy, Mr. Brian Gossett. Welcome, brother. Hey, hey. Yeah, glad to be here. Glad to be here. So you finally got that little one to bed? <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he's a fighter. My my older one, uh, he's more calm, but that little one, woof, he's, he's got some, some fire in him. Uh-oh, who does he take after more of his, his father or his mother? Oh, that's that's his mother, man. That's his mother. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm nice and calm, ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Okay, nice and even keel, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got you, brother. Well, you know what, man? I'm I'm really excited about uh, getting into this uh, into this episode of the podcast because uh, we got some pretty unique perspective on cycling, particularly on you know being diverse. So we'll get to that here in just a little bit. But um, let's start out. Tell us where you're originally from, man. Um, so I'm originally from Philly, um, was born in, uh, like North Philly and, uh, family still up there. And then I moved actually out to, uh, the County right outside of Philly. So back and forth in between and, um, moved down to Maryland. Boy, it's been about eight years, I think. Okay. About eight, or, eight or nine years down here. Okay. How are you enjoying it so far? Is it, was it a big change or, um, yeah, I mean it's a pretty decent sized change. I mean it uh it's nice. I like it so far. I mean it's okay. it's very it, it's I'll tell you what, it's a very uh very bike friendly area. I, I gotta admit I'm pretty uh I'm pretty spoiled. I have a BMX track um not too far from me. There's bike paths pretty much right outside my door, right in my backyard awesome. that take take me everywhere. And um, you know, even got mountains not too far away, some some decent, you know, downhill and an enduro type ride and not too far away either. And so, yeah, I, I can't complain. It's it's a nice area. Oh man. So you got it. You got it all there, man. I got it all. I got no excuses, no excuses whatsoever. <laughs> and that, you know, that's probably like perfect for you since, uh, you know, well, well, most people are either road or mountain or, uh, you know, uh, maybe just those two, but maybe not, you know, gravel or BMX. Mm-hmm. but I mean, you literally have it like all there. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, that's, uh, it's just within maybe an hour at the most, you know, you got everything in a circle and, uh, it's, it feeds kind of my hunger, um, for, for bikes, all types of bikes, you know, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, if if it's got two wheels, I'll I'll pretty much ride it. And yeah, this area is is definitely good for that. Yeah. And well, like I said, we'll get into the diversity here in just a second, but first, uh, tell us, how long have you been cycling, brother? Oh boy, um, yeah. I mean, it, you know, pretty much, pretty much all, all my life, you know. So I, like a lot of kids, I started out with a little, you know, a little two wheel bike, training wheels and stuff, and then you get a little, you know, bigger bike once you learn to ride and everything. But I really just I caught the bug, you know, young and, um, you know, back in the day, I mean, kids. They talk about the way kids behave now versus back in the day, but you know, I would get on my bike and be gone for all day. You know, you have to <laughs> no cell phones or nothing. So I just, I just be out there and 
you know, once the sun started coming down, I guess that was my call to come home. But um, I just always love, always love riding. But I, uh, I really got into bikes um, doing like BMX and freestyle. There was actually up in Pennsylvania, a BMX track um, in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. And I would go there occasionally and dream of actually <laughs> riding and racing and doing well. And then eventually I started riding, uh, riding there and doing a little bit of racing and, um, like I said, it just took off from there. So it's, it's been all, all my life, really, to be honest with you. Right. Right. Now, unlike most of us who, uh, you know, in the uh, African-American community who got a late start into cycling, you were actually fortunate enough to get into cycling at an early age. Can you kind of tell us about that briefly? Yeah. So like I said, I mean, I was doing a lot of, uh, you know, BMX and, and freestyle and, a little bit of competing did really horrible in some uh some uh park and street contests and all but i um i was lucky enough that uh, a friend of mine got a job at the local bike shop mm-hmm. and the opportunity came around um you know to, to get a position there and at the time i was actually you know i tried other sports and i think i was in now how old were you at this time yeah i think i was in in like junior high school so I was like 13 14 years old and I was playing football and um you know one of my friends was like about to quit the team he's like yeah they're building some bike jumps down the uh down behind the park and everything and I'm like oh really so I just (laughs) I was like well you know football is nice and you know I like it but I love love my bike love riding so I pretty much quit the football team started riding and then a little bit later um, a friend of mine say, Hey, there's a job at the, uh, you know, starting out at the bike shop if you, if you're interested. So that was one of my, um, you know, one of my first jobs was, uh, I had a paper route for a little bit and, uh-huh. but then my job after that was, uh, working in the bike shop and I just started out, you know, changing flats and, you know, building bikes and stocking the shelves and little stuff. But eventually I learned, you know, really how to do, you know, strong repairs and uh-huh. um, the sales and wheel building. I mean, I had some really, uh, really good mentors and, and coworkers and guys that honestly, I swear, I was still friends to this day. You know, we see each other on Facebook and right. uh, but we still meet up every once in a while, um, you know, Christmas parties or whatever. If somebody's in town. We'll st- still keep in touch. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's just, that's just, I mean, it just took off from there. So, you know, I, I was exposed to pretty much every style of bike and, you know, road bikes, mountain bikes, they sold everything and I had to build everything and learn about, um, you know, bikes as honestly bikes as you know, being a bike mechanic as a craft, you know, as a trade. Um, but then bikes as, um, honestly, some of them as art. I mean, some, some folks from way back will remember some of the, uh, the Klein, bikes you know the Klein aluminum bikes um way back in the day I mean they were like pieces of art the way they uh you know they were really smooth lines really nice paint jobs um and just really learning the the appreciation for the diversity of the different types of bikes and the different customers that would come in right now uh tell us a little bit uh about your stable (laughs) (laughs) let's see I do want to say this guys he has a sweet Aventon Oh yeah! Oh man, that bike is so. I seen it on Instagram, and I was like, "What is that? That is wheat." 
That's my my newest one. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I'm gonna let you know. Tell us what. Yeah. So, um, boy, it's been about maybe about a month or two ago. I, I got a a Venton Mataro. Um, mm-hmm. It's the newest version, the 2018 version, and uh, it is it is a beautiful uh, track bike. You know, fixed gear um, bike that it's kind of an aero aluminum frame, really aggressive. Uh, geometry but it's still a decent you know comfortable ride but i saw that bike and i just fell in love i'm like i had i have to have this one it, it rides like a dream i mean i absolutely love that one um that's, so yeah that's that's the newest one <laughs> and that's a fixie right yeah so it has a, a flip-flop um you know rear oh, okay. um it's a track frame but uh, i have it in fixed right now i might flip it over to the freewheel just to try it out for a while but um but right now it's fixed Oh man! Also, now you also are a man of my own heart. You also have a Cannondale. Yeah, yeah. I have, uh, my my primary road bike is a uh, Cannondale Super Six. Um, absolutely love that thing. It, it's just what year is that uh, Super Six again? It's a oh. it's a 2013, oh. I believe. Yeah, so it's it's a couple years old, but it's I keep trying to find a reason to to upgrade and get a new bike, but. I rode it, uh, it was like two or three days ago. I went out for maybe like a 30-mile ride, and it just, it rode like a dream. I mean, just beautiful, nice and quiet, smooth. And I, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't find a fault. I just, I love it. Now, you're also on the road to doing how many miles this month? Um. So, yeah, so since May is uh, National Bike Month, Um um somehow i guess just randomly through twitter and uh, uh i got into a challenge to to ride 600 miles for the month of may right um now for some people that that might not be you know a whole lot you know i know i know cats that will ride you know do a century just about every weekend or just here and there so right. that's not but for me that's that's a decent amount of miles so I'm uh was today is the ninth i am uh i'm about 150 miles in um, so I'm just about on schedule. I'm trying to trying to make sure I get my miles in. So about yeah, 600 is the goal for me. Gotcha. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Now, um, what other bikes do you have? So um, let's see. So I I have another road bike, another Cannondale. I have a Cad Nine um, that I got back in the day. That one I will never get rid of that frame. I love that. Um, it's one of the last uh, American made. Uh, Cad Nine or Cannondale aluminum frames. About what um, did that Cad Nine come out? That was a two thousand, I believe, a two thousand six. Okay. Yeah, like two thousand six, two thousand seven, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then I also have a blue Norcross. That's my cyclocross bike. Um, ride that one a good amount. That one's fun, really fun. And what else do I have? I have um, a BMX. I have a Harrow. Um, race light LT uh, BMX race bike, and then I have uh, Sub Rosa Villicus like freestyle bike. And and <laughs> <laughs> he has it all. Actually, I do not at this point, I do not have a mountain bike at this time. I sold, I had a Kona Coil Air mountain bike, um, and I sold that recently. So the next bike I get will probably be a uh, mountain bike. I'm eyeing up a uh, a Yeti Superbike SB6, um, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. But but uh, yeah, that's. I think that's. 
I feel like I'm forgetting one, but I think that's it right now. God, you got some advice you forget them. Wow. <laughs> hey, I don't forget my kids. I know I got two boys, and that's it. Right. <laughs> so now you have a very unique perspective on you know the different personalities of mm-hmm. cycling, whether you know whether it's uh, gravel, road, mountain, mm-hmm. BMX. So just kind of talk about. Well, actually, talk, tell us about your vision to unite those, you know, different uh, genres in cycling. Yeah. So, you know, I, like like we said, I've I've been riding all my life, um, pretty, essentially, you know, so I and I've worked in bike shops and I worked in shops again, I from the time I was about 13, 14 up until I was in my, in my early 20s. So about 10 years, you know, pretty much on and off. Um, and I. I've always seen, still to this day, you know, you see um, different cliques or niches and and groups within cycling. And, you know, that's all well and good. There will always be these different groups. But the one thing that I I like to to see is just the people to kind of diversify within their their cycling. You know, once you get the bug and you get that passion for cycling, um, I think you you can diversify and spread out a bit um, because, there's twofold. Number one, it's kind of uniting communities. Sometimes you get folks that, you know, look at, oh, that guy's a roadie and, you know, these, these are the, right. the fixie guys. That's all they ride. These are the BMX guys. And, right. you know, I, I wear a shirt and tie to work most days, but some days I'll come home and I'll be, you know, a little BMX guy riding, you know, ride my BMX bike around. So just switching it up a little bit. Um, but the other thing is from a technical standpoint, it really does help your skill set. Um, you know, I know again from experience that stamina that I'm able that I've built over on the uh, on the road mm-hmm. um, that didn't I didn't have that that took time to build. Um, for years, I've had the the kind of bike handling skills from coming from a BMX and mountain bike background, so I could handle myself on pretty much any bike. Right. But I couldn't I couldn't ride more than twenty miles without getting winded. Um, and then vice versa, you know, it's, it's, it's great to be able to have long endurance, but, um, depending on a course or there's mountain or road, if you can't handle yourself technically, it makes it, you know, makes it a little bit tougher to ride, um, uh, some courses. So switching it up and diversifying, um, just your experience overall with cycling and, and with bikes. I mean, you spread yourself out amongst different groups and make new friends and ride different areas, you know, different parts of this state or country, right. but again, that technical aspect, you know, you're, you will find you become so much more comfortable, um, on different types of bikes and you can pick up any bike and just feel, feel great on it. I think for me, that's, that's how I'm, I'm, I, you know, I have, I actually rode my, I rode my road bike to the BMX track just as a place to go, you know, the other morning. And I just sat there for a minute and was looking, it's like, Oh man, I wish I had my BMX bike, but you know, I just, I just had that passion and, you know, sometimes we see these walls and lines up and we just, you know, putting those walls and lines down, I think is a good thing. No, yeah, most definitely. I am going to try mountain biking here soon. Now, uh, Shelly, who owns Twisted Sports Bicycles and um, Johns Creek, which is you know, suburbs of Atlanta, uh, she owns a, you know, mountain bike well actually a shop but it's mostly mountain bike and they do mountain bike events throughout the south, southeast so uh she kind of encouraged me to you know try mountain bike so i am going to give that a, a go here pretty soon 
Nice, nice. Do it, man. I'm telling you, you'll you know it takes getting used to like anything else. But right. if you if you have that 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 passion that that like for uh, for cycling, I think you know after one or two rides, you'll you'll find the similarities and love it. Yeah, I think I'm gonna love it because I actually um, back when I was in the Navy, I actually did bicycle training on a trek uh, for Navy police. We had like a like I say like a little class, whatever the case may be, and we went out into the woods. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. I actually just remember that, like just now. Oh wow! But I'm actually an outdoors guy, so I like camping and being outside. I can't stand being being cooped up. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's good. Yep, definitely looking forward to it, man. Alrighty. Um, now we also briefly talked about. Uh, well, I'm say this. He is a very fashionable guy. I think. <laughs> cycling and he's working on a project that he can't share with anyone just yet but i'm definitely uh looking forward to seeing what he has coming out approximately how long we gotta i gotta wait um probably a few a few months a few months but not 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 too long okay. not too long yeah i mean i think um cycling is uh is a very you know, it's a very interesting uh, sport um, and hobby <laughs> addiction, if you will. Um, yeah, addiction. But I think the you know, cycling kits, uh, jerseys, bibs, you know, even socks and everything. I mean, they're they're just such a key uh, part of the overall cycling package. And um, yeah, there's some things that are that are in the works, and uh, I'll, I'll definitely make sure I give you a shout so you're you're aware when uh, when things start to start to fold out. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it, man. Now, also, last thing we didn't get last time we didn't get a chance to talk about your um, you being an ambassador to Subaru and then also to uh, what is it? Scratch as well? Scratch Labs, yeah, Scratch. yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I um, I am a Subaru ambassador and a Scratch Labs ambassador. So I uh, I am basically. Uh, promoting the brand i i have i'm aligned with brands that i use myself and that i you know feel comfortable endorsing and, and kind of spreading the word about and they're both brands that give back to kind of the cycling and kind of overall of health community right uh, um but yeah they they are both two great companies and i do a lot of stuff with social media um and just going to different events, different, you know, bike events or car events, things like that, and mm-hmm. give out, you know, prizes and gifts and things like that. And so it's fun. It's something, you know, it's just something a little extra to do. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not paid, you know, paid employee of, uh, of either company, but right. again, just brands that I, I like and use myself over the years. And um, they have an ambassador program that I was like, yeah, I think I could be a part of this. Yeah. Awesome, brother. Definitely. You gotta love it, you know. Love the product yourself, man. Definitely gotta love it and eat it yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both both great, bro. Like I said, I I've wanted the Subaru since um, way back in the you know early two thousands. One of the cars I wanted finally got one, and Scratch Labs has been a company. Um, you know, they've been sponsors for some of the Pro Peloton and um, you know really good all natural. Um, endurance um hydration and uh, f- all types of food they have cookbooks you know for um wow. you know pre-workout post-workout you know during workout meals they're just really into um natural 
real foods that are going to fuel um, cyclists and endurance and runners and endurance athletes. And um, it's easy stuff too. I mean, their recipes are very, very easy, very, very simple uh, and very good too. So, well, yeah, that so. sounds like a, a little bit different from most of the nutrition companies that uh, I can say most, I'd say some that are out there. Uh, actually, I don't know of any that provides that level of value because I didn't know that myself to just now said it, but they provide recipes and yeah i mean that's that's i think there's um the head of the uh, alan Lim is the uh the founder of, of scratch labs and he's one he's really an advocate for um natural and sustainable foods that are going to fuel your body you know there's there's very um there's a very wide variety of of nutritional supplements that give you maybe give you a little bit of a boost but some of the ingredients might not be so um overall healthy um they may be more you know engineered than natural foods and i think over time what what studies have shown is the more natural foods aren't going to have detrimental effects down the line they're not going to you know do as much to your insides over time you might get a small performance boost um now but you know four or five six years later what does that do into your body um so i think you know the natural route and you notice more and more people trying to stay as natural as possible with their with some of their food and intake and i think over time we're starting to see some of these studies of yeah i think the natural route is uh is likely better for for humans yeah. Now, uh, guys, he sent me a, uh, I think this vegan rest, this vegan chili that he had on posted on Instagram. Man, it was so good, and uh, he sent me the recipe. So I thank you, brother. I appreciate that. I gotta try that out probably this week. Try, try it out, man. Like I said, it's, it's one of this uh, crockpot recipes. So you just get your ingredients, chop them up, throw it in there, and I think it's like about six or eight hours. Just let it sit and yeah. let it cook on you know, in the crockpot, and, and it's good to go. So it's. Uh, I'm I'm not much of a cook, um, you know. Throwing <laughs> throwing things in a pot and letting it simmer is uh, that's a that's up my alley. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> now with the scratch labs, uh, what is your what products do you use the most? Yeah, so as well. Yeah, so I I mostly use um, a hydration products. So whenever I'm, um, they have a couple different products. So they have um, some specific hydration for pre. Um, during and post workouts, and then they have some anytime hydration products as well. One thing that I found um, is hydration is is extremely important, just yeah. in general. Forget it. Forget about um, you know, doing endurance sports or or you know, ex- really um, strong. You know, trying to build up in, in uh, your bodies, your muscles, stuff like that, but just on a day-to-day basis for everybody, hydration is important. Um, in 2017, uh, one of my goals for, I, I have I'm, this goal kind of OCD thing going on, but uh, for 2017, um, one of my goals was to only drink water for the entire year for 2017. So, yeah. What's that? Did you accomplish that? Um, <laughs> almost. So almost. it was, you know, just, you know, I eat whatever, but as far as consuming liquids, it was only water for 2017. Yes. Um, and I made it, uh, I posted it on Instagram. I made it, I think about 347 days of the 365 days. And I actually awesome, came. Man. <laughs> that's, that's better than most. 
Yeah, I I came down with a little bit of a cold, and my wife was like, "You know what? Drink this, drink this orange juice, and and have some tea and stuff. You got to take care of yourself." And right, right. And you know, look, there's there's only a, a few people that I I will listen to, <laughs> no matter what's going on. And she's, you know, she's one of them. You know, most of the time, of course. But uh, I just said, "Look, I, all right, I'll drink it," and I just drank that orange juice, and that was it. Ended the challenge. But, um. I know for myself being hydrated was, you know, was, was key. Um, and I, I could feel the difference just drinking that much water, consuming uh, that much water and, and staying on top of it. Um, and then if you look at, like you said, athletes, you're constantly burning, constantly burning calories. Mm-hmm. And so I focused on the, um, a lot on the hydration and I'm riding more now than I was in 2017. Uh, work was busy. I wasn't doing as much training as much, uh, overall riding. And when you are riding, when you are out there, um, sweating, exerting a lot, you do need more than just water. You do need something to replace your, your natural salts and, and, you know, electrolytes in your body, um, and some, some carbohydrates and and fuel. Um, so for me, it's primarily with scratch labs It's primarily the hydration and then the, um, the bars, they have some really good bars. They have a cherry and pistachio. They're called anytime bars. You know, they're, they're bars that are just, it's looks like almost like a, you know, like a homemade bar, but you know, it's in their package, but you can eat them anytime, all natural ingredients, very good. And uh, you can eat them on the bike or off the bike. Um, okay. Those are really good. And they also have some gels too, that they came out with not too long ago. Um, some, you know, gels. I like the gels. Um, like the they're like gummies, not like the squeeze gels, but like uh, little gummies. Yeah. Um, they're sweet, just some a little carbohydrate um, boost. Uh, they have some with a little bit of caffeine as well, just to give you a little bit of boost if you're out there um, to keep your energy up. Yeah, because man, it's nothing like being like, you know, uh, halfway into your ride and you crash. Oh, I uh, I did oh, one of the that's terrible. Oh. I I did one of the dumbest things I've ever done. Uh, maybe four or five years back, I uh, I was down in Virginia for work, and I I said, okay, uh, let me go. And I had a uh, some off time, and uh, almost all day during a Saturday, I said, let me. I'm gonna look for a nice ride, and I went out on a long ride, about a sixty something mile ride, climbing on uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, and by myself, you know, solo, I saw the route that a couple of people put on Strava and stuff. I said, okay. And I went out, saw a few cyclists here and there, and then I got real far out. And before you know it, I'm looking down and someone said, you might want to stop at the store is a little general store. I was way up in the mountains, hmm. uh, stop at the store, get something to drink, refill your bottles and stuff. And I was like, I'll be okay. And I got out there maybe about 50 miles in. And bumped. <laughs> I well, I bumped, but I was out of water. My my Garmin was dying, and then my cell phone started dying too. No food, no water, no communication. And luckily, I just kind of followed. I got a little lost, but I followed kind of the flow of traffic and was able to make it back. But that was that was a bad move. I, I learned that lesson the hard way. Um, yeah, you know, I was tired. The sun was going down. It was, it was bad. You do know it's bears in them there heels, right? Oh, it, oh no, it's, it's signs for bears like all up and down. I was I like, oh, what am oh. I? was, yeah, like I said, that's that's a lesson I had to learn once, and that was it. Now, I would love to go back out and do that ride. I mean, it was a beautiful ride, it was right. a nice area, but 
like I said, is you know, you, you plan the ride out, do it the right way, and I, I definitely won't go solo right. next time. And I, and I will be stopping at that little general store too. Right. So you, when people who have never cycled, there's a difference between you know like being like you know going jogging and getting tired versus <laughs> losing all your energy when you're. I mean, it's like a. I mean, it's a drain, man. It's, can explain. Yeah. So, you hit a wall. You literally hit a wall. Yeah. And and you, the thing is, you know, you can only ride halfway out. Other than you're riding halfway back. So if you hit a wall, you know, thirty miles out, you got thirty miles of with no energy to get back. So it's uh, it's like I said, that was that was a tough lesson. But look, you had to be. I mean, the sun's going down. Your battery's almost drained. No food. And when you're bunk, man, you can't run or anything. So did you start thinking about those bears out there, man? I start. Did you get a little nervous? Come on, be honest with you. Oh, no, I was definitely nervous. I mean, my my biggest fear was I would just like I was going to pass out or something. You know, I was because it was it was it was pretty warm, too. Right. It was pretty warm. So my biggest fear was even if I was just going to try and walk it. You know, I was just, I just had no energy. I felt like I was going to just literally pass out. And luckily I just kind of coasted down to, you know, this road and I started putting two and two together. said, all right, this road, I think this road leads back to, to the main, you know, the main stretch. And then there was a, once I got to the main stretch, there was like a seven 11 or something. And I stopped there for, you know, 20 minutes or so and got myself together. But by the time I got back to my car, it was pitch black. I know when you seen yeah. that when you seen that seven eleven, you had to hear that song. That, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was like a you know like a mirage out in the desert. Yeah, man, that's like I said. For those who don't know, man, when you bonk and you're like way out of the middle of nowhere, that is a scary feeling, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, brother. So, is there um, anything that we don't know about Brian that you may want to share? With? <laughs> um, anything in particular? No, I mean, you know, I'm I'm just like I said, my my passion is truly, truly a cycling and always always has been and I'm pretty sure it always will be. You know, I have some cats that I ride with, you know, in their, you know, seventies and even some in their eighties and um they're still they love it. They've been doing it all their life and, and I'm like, that's gonna be me one day, just still out there riding, um uh, yep. till till I can't ride no more and yeah, you know, so I tell you what, I, I know one guy in his in his late sixties right now that is schooling cat. I mean, he is just still as strong as can be, just taking guys up the climbs and on the sprints. And I'm looking at him going, I got to keep keep some uh, some juice in my legs like him. Yeah, yeah, this definitely. Uh, like I said, I knew when I started getting old when I was around about thirty eight. I was like, man, I got to find me a life sport, man. Mm-hmm. Cycling, like I said, it's, it's social. If you want to ride with a group, it's you can go solo if you want to. Um, it has the adventure. It has the traveling uh, to different events. Um, it has the uh, stressfully. I mean, it just encompasses so many different aspects. Of it. And it's, it's just a great sport, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I said, so many people I've met over the years um, through cycling, and it's nice to just, um, you know, you may not – sometimes you, know, you don't see each other – all the time but you see each other at different cycling events or kind of bike related things and it's 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 nice i mean there's a uh, a big giant bike swap out here in maryland one of the biggest on the east coast every february 
And there's some folks, I only see them there every year, but we kind of know to look for each other and hang out and talk and everything. And, yep. you know, I used, I used to go try to find deals on bikes and bike parts stuff. And at this stage, I, I don't, I have so many parts and pieces of clothing and everything. I really just go for the social aspect because I know everyone's going to, you know, everyone's going to be there. So yeah, it really is. It's, it's, you know, you can find your, your niche, find your cycling community and build from there. I think it's a, it's a very, very good thing. Very good thing. Definitely, brother. Definitely. All right. So what would you say to anyone that is thinking about buying a bike? Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, the, the couple of things, I think, you know, depending on the type of bike, but even even in general, the, the best thing you can do, the best thing you can do is to truly test ride test ride the bike and 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 get out there and, and see how it fit and get a good fit um you know it, if you're not comfortable on the bike you're not gonna you're not gonna ride it eventually your body will talk to you and, and tell you that you're you know your knees don't like this or your back doesn't like it, your arms don't like it um but get a good bike a bike fitting um doesn't have to be anything too crazy and extensive but at least um by a bike shop or professional, someone who knows how to size you up and then go for a nice test ride. Um, get comfortable and then think, okay, this is it. Most shops, most reputable shops, you know, they're going to let you test ride a bike. They know it's an investment because typically you're not just buying a bike. You know, you're going to be buying a helmet and you're going to need tires later and you need to come back for service and things like that. But get out there and just test, test it out. Right. Um, don't just buy one thing off the shelf because you're in a rush and get home and realize it's not going to work for you. And then you kind of you're turned off from it. Definitely. And I would even say go a step further and find someone who's been cycling for a least year and take yep. a picture and get some advice. Well, it's, it's like any other hobby, interest, you know, find find a network, even a small network of a few people to have some experience to kind of help you out. Because it's a world. I mean, cycling it's, itself is, in, is a world. And, you know, you don't have to be someone that rides you know 30 miles 40 miles every day right. but even if you even if you're only going to ride once a week once every other week having someone to help and kind of guide you with picking out like decent trails or different different routes to ride right. um decent equipment and things like that having someone to and just like you said that social aspect but also kind of that guidance it, it's very helpful very helpful all right all right brother like i said thank you so much man i really appreciate it Thank you. Here tonight, man. And um, before we go, can you tell everyone how to find you? Yeah, I mean, mostly I, I'm mostly on Instagram recently, so it's uh, Puma forty three, like the cat, P U M A forty three, uh, on Instagram, and uh, also Puma forty three on Twitter. And uh, I will probably have some YouTube content coming up soon, but I'll I'll likely announce that on my Twitter or Instagram. But that's the best way to to check out and see some of the bike related things I'm doing. All right, brother. Cool. Do you have a, uh, 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 scratch lab link? Um, yeah. And I think it's, it should be in my, um, in my Instagram profile. Okay. Awesome, bro. And then I have, uh, you'll see, you'll see me posting a lot of scratch lab related stuff on, on Instagram as well. Awesome, brother. Awesome, brother. All right, man. Well, thank you so much, brother. And definitely appreciate put all, appreciate all of the, uh, insight into your world of cycling. So with that, We'll say goodbye, and we'll talk to you later, man. All right, peace. All right, thanks.